Hi and welcome to Crypto Made Easy. I'm Andrew. Thanks for joining me on this episode. It's been a minute since the last and wow, do we have some things to cover today. You don't want to miss out on this episode of very important info to cover. So lock yourself in and let's get started. I'm not a financial advisor. Any info provided on this show is not financial or investment advice. So please do your own research. So, where do I start? Hmm. All right, let's go with this. As you know, I don't deal in gossip or whispers in the crypto space until they're evidence-based facts. I have a duty of care to provide the most accurate info I can to my listeners. Also, 90% of the things you hear are BS, so why even bother? The reason I say that is because when something you've been thinking and at times saying for years starts to show itself and come back to you from other sources in the space, it starts to look more and more like fact than fiction. Now, bank that what I've just said because it'll tie into the show a little later and make a lot more sense. You just have to trust me on that. So guys, last podcast I touched on the open attack on the crypto industry and the SEC coming at staking in crypto. Well, it turns out they were listening and have decided to ramp up the war on crypto. And it's exactly what it is. It's a war. The collapse of SVB and Signature Bank this week were no coincidence. They were no accident. It was direct and planned, 100%. The two banks that accept crypto projects to bank with them both fall in a hole one day apart. Wow, who would have guessed? This sent panic through the crypto world and uh, sorry, you know, through the crypto world, and understandably so. I'm sure what they didn't take into account is the panic that caused a 13% increase in Bitcoin, seeing it go from 19k to 26k at one point, and the volume change from 35 billion to 58 billion daily. As people got their money out of banks and looked at more secure places to put it. There's now excitement in the crypto world and calls of new bull runs, etc, etc. Now you can be forgiven for thinking, we're winning. It sure looks like it, you know, from the skin. I'm sure there are people out there that bought Bitcoin at the top and find themselves in negative territory for some time and are now seeing signs of recovery. You would also be forgiven for thinking that banks are falling and Bitcoin has finally come out on top as the victor. Do you really think fiat an institutional banking sector would fold and give up that easy? Guys, don't be fooled by the media who are owned and run by the banking world. They only push the narrative they're directed to. Now, anything I say from here is not has not come from um, you know Twitter crypto or crypto Twitter or anything like that. It's come from more than one very credible source with solid evidence. Um, you know, credible contacts, it's not hatched up. There's been orders put out to smaller banks in the US not to accept crypto projects as customers in the wake of the two banks falling over this week. The reason was given that that crypto projects will be too high a risk to service in the future. Interesting status to put crypto in after many years and so many real-world products being proven, I would think. 
Hmm. It would, of course, make sense if it was an intentional move to make it hard for crypto projects to access assets or process payments or the get to, you know, the rainy day money put aside in case of emergency in hope of causing enough panic that projects start to fall. Investors lose their money and all hell starts breaking loose, right? Well, yes, but is there enough projects and coins that would, you know, be affected that would be enough to kill crypto? Ah, I think that's, you know, not going to happen. It's pretty safe to say. Just in case you're not sure why crypto needs to die now, the false economy and joke of a fiat monetary system is on the verge of implosion. It will expose the banks for the crooks they are and spoil the fun for the filthy rich in the banking world. So they need to band-aid it fast. I introduce to you CBDCs, Central Bank Digital Currency, a centralised, uncapped, controllable, traceable, new way to take your money and control you. I'm not sure I'd get a job in the marketing team for CBDCs. And that's the problem they face. How will they sell a product that's got a better option right next to it? People like Blind Freddy can see crypto is decentralized, supply capped, trustless, proven, and secure digital product that already exists. CBDCs are the 8-track of the 80s. They sound great, but they're fucking useless in reality. So the only way the US know how to deal with competition is to declare war and kill them. That's how they do it with everything else. Sorry to all my US listeners, but you know it's true. CBDCs are the best option on the market. Job done. If they kill everything else, got to be CBDCs, doesn't it? Well, not quite. There are some issues they'll face. One is, well, Bitcoin and the Bitcoin Maxi Army. Although smaller than the Ripple Army, they do hold higher wealth. Quick whack at, quick whack at Ripple. History shows us it doesn't matter what you throw at Bitcoin, it will always come back. It fundamentally works. So that's a problem. The next one is the size of the altcoin space. When combined, it would match the weight of Bitcoin and when deployed together, would not be an easy war for the banks to win, on paper or in reality. And there lies the key. Banks don't deal in reality, or like paper trails. They also have the government on their side to keep funding them, otherwise the lie is exposed and they play dirty. Um, So let's talk about well, I won't, I won't go into how banks play dirty. We all know they do. But let's talk about now, I'm all over the place here, but the biggest mystery in crypto. You know, since Bitcoin was born in 2009, who is Satoshi? Over the years, there's been hundreds of speculations and even self-proclaimed Satoshis. They pop up, but they're soon squashed as clout chasers when they can't prove who who they actually are by accessing Satoshi's wallet that has around 1.1 million Bitcoin or 27 billion 156 million US dollars in it. So why would the creator of Bitcoin not touch the billions of dollars for near 15 years? That really gets you thinking, doesn't it? So for quite some time, 
I may have even mentioned in my early podcast that I believe Bitcoin is an agency-created product, e.g. the CIA, FBI, um, just like the internet was. And there are many reasons for the train of thought. Um, I'm also a strong believer in there's no such thing as coincidences. Now, I hear you say, Andrew, that is pure speculation. I agree. That's why I've sat and waited for years. Well... I have now had two very solid accounts, uh, one more mind, another one that's mind-blowing, driven by AI data analysis. Um, this this would be saying that this is who Satoshi is. Now, for some less solid and very plausible, but very plausible actions to this, there are in fact four Satoshis, and all are CIA employed. Why four? Well, you can't have one person with the keys to 1.1 million Bitcoin. They could disappear, very rich, or die, right? So it would appear that the first multi-sig wallet was Satoshi's wallet, just way ahead of its time. So what does this mean? Well, you can imagine what would happen if 1.1 million Bitcoin flooded the market. Just when the community thinks Bitcoin is the saviour, and boom, free fall. The price goes down the tube, people panic sell, the CIA, government and banks mop up the leftovers and job done. Bitcoin is a total mess and just in case you're thinking it will you know, take some time but it'll come back just as it always does, they make it public that Bitcoin was a government created and run all along. That should finish off whatever is left of Bitcoin. So that leaves the altcoin army and projects well we all know what happens to altcoin prices if you know bitcoin dips um it's the knock-on effect small alts and then you know add whoever's left questioning if projects are government run behind the scenes well i think you get the picture it's curtains which leaves a nice fresh path to usher in cbdc's with no far better alternative to compare or to compete with, right? Now let's also consider Ripple and court findings. I think I know the outcome here, but let's just wait for the official word that Ripple will be the backbone and ledger for CBDCs, along with Stellar and a few others that I've talked about before. I've made my opinion on Ripple very clear from day one and... What do you know? They are here just to fuck crypto industry after all. What a shock. So what am I saying? Sell everything and get out? No. There's a chance this won't play out this way. There is a chance this is the ticket to crypto that crypto needs and explodes into the main stage. Or it could be something entirely different that we don't see coming. I don't know. What I am saying is be careful. Keep your eyes and ears open don't be caught up in the circus that performs on stage. I hope everything I've said turns out to be wrong. I really do. But there is enough evidence to make it a very plausible event. So now you have a bigger picture and can hopefully see and decide clearly as you know we move into uncertain times. You need to be safe, eyes open, always be ready to pivot. And I'll be uh, happy to take any shit in the future 
when all of this is proven to be wrong. I look forward to it. Come and drop a comment on Twitter at CryptoMadeEasy2. Add this to your podcast library. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, talk soon.